the throne room of God is, is overwhelming. Like we would be consumed if it weren't for Christ, but yet he's inviting us to walk in boldly because we have Christ. And so as we're walking that, I think there's this line that we get to walk as Christians where, you know, his holiness makes us want to hide in fear, but his gentleness, this is another song I wrote a long time ago, says you can hide right here in the rock. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello and welcome to the Soundless Doctrine Podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And again on the Soundless Doctrine Podcast, our very special guest, Caroline Cobb. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to have you. We have <laughs> Thanks, had guys. great times with Caroline. And if you haven't heard the previous two episodes, you should listen to those because both of them were fantastic. And that was not because of what you and I contributed, David. For sure. But because of what Caroline contributed. <laughs> if you didn't listen to those podcasts, who is Caroline Cobb? Mm. Caroline Cobb. Well, I should probably let Caroline tell who she is, but. Yeah, I, go ahead. Let me just say a little bit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Let me just say a little bit. I first heard of Caroline uh, from her album, The Blood and the Breath, 2013. And it was this collection of songs written. Well, she had attempted this project to write a song from every book of the Bible in a year, which I thought, who would do that? (laughs) And rather than crazy person, (laughs) rather than producing an album of 66 songs, she selected the ones that were the best, and it was just a beautiful album. So that's mm. that's when we heard about her, and then we've had her at a couple of Worship God conferences, yes. and it's been just a joy to get to know Nick a little bit. Um, I think I've met your kids once, maybe, um, mm. but just to to see the way God has worked in your life, through your life, um, not only as an artist, but I've, we've mentioned this on the other other podcasts, just as a wife, a mom, faithful member of a church, um, you are you are seeking to model the good news that you're you're getting out in song. Mm. And it's it's just such an example because the the message we communicate dictates the way we live. We can't we can't separate those. And in this artist-driven culture, we can yes. we can tend to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're an example well of someone who doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. So we're grateful for that, and that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and you have an album that may be out now. I don't know the Psalms, Psalms, the poetry of prayer, because you have right. the alliteration in every album title. And um, <laughs> which is great. So we've talked a lot about your creative process. We've talked a lot about the creative calling in motherhood. And we just wanted to uh, take one episode and talk to you, because this is something that you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. talk to you about how a deeper understanding of the gospel has affected uh, your your role as a mom, your role as an artist. I, I sounds like your songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we would just love to hear you talk about that. I, I think it's helpful for um, moms for sure, dads probably as well, yes. um, and anybody really listening to to understand better. Okay, 
you know, the gospel, Jesus, Jesus died in my place, um, <laughs> you know, and all that that entails, all yes. that that surrounds that. Um, how does that become more real in your life? And maybe I wouldn't think we've done this. Just talk a little bit about how you grew up. Did you grow up in a church mm -hmm. home? How did you become a Christian? Those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about the good news of the gospel for a long time, just because yes. I feel like I've, um, yeah, well, starting from the beginning, I grew up in a home that we did go to church. Um, we didn't talk a lot about God at home and the church that I grew up to was a little bit more, um, uh, the, the preaching wasn't super rich per se. It was a little bit more of a church that people went to socially, that kind of thing. I mean, but also I had a veil over my heart, so they could have been, the yes. pastors <laughs> could have been preaching amazing sermons and I didn't know, you know, but that's my, that was my perception, I guess, when I look back. And then um, through some providential things, I ended up at a Christian school in Houston. And it was through that school that I met all these uh, leaders of the youth group, wow. you know, as I was growing and I would get involved in that church and in that youth group. And so it was um, in high school. I mean, I, I, I'm probably one of those people that prayed the prayer like 20 times. But when I, when I, one uh, of them were in high school, <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping they stuck, but one of them worked. But I, um, in high school, I started spending time with the Lord and I saw him begin to change me. Mm -hmm. And there was sort of a more of a, not a, an insurance policy happening in place view of the gospel. It was more of, I want to follow Jesus and he's gotten a hold of me and I, I want to do this. Mm. Um, and so when I was a junior in high school, which is, as I mentioned in the other podcast, that's right around when I started writing songs as yes. well. So it's interesting to me and cool to me how the two things have gone together. Um, so I began really a relationship with him in high school. And then throughout college, I learned to love God's word. And I also learned to not just be a consumer of it. I was at a huge public school in Texas, the university of Texas at Austin. Mm -hmm. And that's a school where culturally not really cool, expected to be a Christian, go to church. There's schools where it's more part of the culture, even public schools, yeah. but not Texas. It's a pretty intense place. And so I really had to decide like, no, I, I do want to follow the Lord and all along I'm, I'm writing songs. Um, wow. so uh, in terms of the, the gospel though, becoming really, really real for me, I think what, um, what really affected me most was when I had young kids. So when I started to huh. have kids, um, and I think God can do it in so many different ways for so many different types of people. So I always want to be careful not to say the secret sauce to like really loving the yes. <laughs> gospel is having kids. Cause that is not true. Uh, there's no secret sauce, but God really used that. Because you could be unmarried. Pressure cooker. You could be right. unmarried and still love the gospel. <laughs> yes. And for me, uh, definitely. And for me, it was that pressure cooker of young motherhood yeah. coupled with a lot of moving that um, really brought it out in me. And mm -hmm. so part of my story is that in that pressure cooker, I saw sin patterns that had been there the whole time kind of surfacing, you know, bubbling up to the surface, specifically in motherhood, just uh, anger and a temper. And that really shocked me. And I hated it because I had in my head sort of the standard of a Christian mom and that standard would never do that. That ideal would never yes. do that. And yes. so I was very disoriented by that. And in that time, 
I felt like God really kind of kindly took my face in his hands almost and said, Caroline, this is why I came. You didn't like decide something and now you need to go and be my workhorse or be my servant and live perfectly and make sure you never tarnish your witness. And you're, you know, you, I came for this. This is why I came. Mm. I came to, you know, your sin, not in part, but the whole, which is past, Mm. present and future uh, was nailed to the tree and you bear it no more. And so you Mm. need to trust me with this indwelling sin that keeps coming up. Um, in that time. Um, and I love to talk about this is that I, I think sometimes when we see our sin coming out, we can react in different ways that are not in line with the gospel. And one of those ways is to be like, how do I life hack my way out of this? What book can (laughs) I read? What I just need to pray more. I need to figure this out and white knuckle my way through. And in doing so, you're staring at your sins so hard and like tinkering with your soul and Mm. trying to figure it out. Uh, And it it doesn't work. It's exhausting because maybe I would, you know, figure something out or try to get something perfectly in place. And then the next day I would fail and then I would Mm. feel so frustrated. Mm. And then the other thing we do, I think sometimes is um, just wallow in our sin, just like yes. beat ourselves up. And so I found myself, myself like apologizing to my kid, not once, but not twice, but like five times, huh. 10 times, just not really believing that God could forgive me mm. and not really trusting in the gospel that, you know, that we can run to the cross. And so in those moments of our sin, I think we can do those two things. And then sometimes when we get really unhealthy, we can say like, oh, that's just how, God made me, I took a personality test and this is just the way I am. And I'm not, God can't change me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I, I think that I was going around and around in those wrong, uh, realities that are not in line with the gospel. And I said, I believe the gospel speak grace over other people all day, but I was not believing it for myself or functioning that way. And again, I feel like it was in that moment that I saw the beauty in that moment, meaning like years, the beauty of the gospel that it's upside down. Like it's not, the formula is not the same as the rest of the world yes. that, you know, right. we are supposed to perform and be perfect. And then we're value, valued and accepted. The formula is flipped on its head where God has performed perfectly on our behalf through Christ. And then mm. we get to live a life of worship and obedience in response to that, not to perform or to earn. And so I think motherhood really brought out that sin and made me see, wow, this is really, really good news. It's not just good news for other people that I get to tell them. It's not just a concept, but this is something that like I get to run to again and again and again. And lifting my eyes up from my sin and myself, I am able to I have changed. I mean, God has changed me and sanctified me in so many ways. Um, So I think that that has been a huge change in how I to parent because I'm not to parent perfectly. I'm pointing them to this perfect, this gospel. It's awesome. Actually, I did write a song about this. It's called The Wonder and it's about motherhood. Yes. And then I also, uh, that the song, there's Mountain and that song is really coming out of that experience what was that second song you you broke up it's called there is a mountain there is a mountain mountain. okay i remember wonder that's beautiful Mm -hmm. that's excellent caroline yes when when you um 
Oh, there are so many things I want to say as you're talking. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that you capture that so well in so many of your songs, the brokenness without without excusing it. Mm-hmm. It's a fine line. It can be a fine line mm-hmm. without making it sound like, yeah, we're just a bunch of losers here and we'll just always be losers and let's just... It's just groveling our losingness. Yeah. And and <laughs> and you know, Christ gets nary a mention. Uh, <laughs> only that well, he invited us here just to be losers. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but it's that's not the gospel. The gospel is no, you can come this way, but he changes you. Yeah. And you'll never mm-hmm. be here because of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think of um uh well, it made me think of Titus in chapter three when when Paul says, "You know, you were foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures." This is this is who you were, passing your days in envy, malice and envy, malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared. He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, Mm -hmm. but according to his own mercy, Mm -hmm. by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's just not having anything to do with us. Mm -hmm. But then he talks before that at the end of chapter 2, when it says, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness. You know, here's, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute, there is a standard. And mm-hmm. to and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present ho- ho- age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of the our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just the you you come broken and weary and 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 just yeah not not in a good place but jesus saves us to make us like himself but it's never because of us mm-hmm. and it's ne- when you when you talked about you know i felt like i needed to say i'm sorry to my kids like you know 10 times and we we can feel this sense that if i just say i'm sorry Often enough, if I, if I get to right. a certain one, oh, I'm going to feel like, I mean, yeah. was that what you were feeling? And then like, I'll earn it or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a penance kind of yes. attitude, yes. which is not the gospel, you know? <laughs> it's not um, the gospel. And it's still, it's still selfish because you're just, instead of staring at yourself in a prideful way, you're staring at your sin and making your sin so big that you make the cross small yes. and I think you make mm-hmm. Jesus small. And so I, I think that when we just wallow, we're missing it. We need to run to the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we look at ourselves so much, we won't change yes. because we're trying to fix ourselves in our own strength. But it's funny, like when you stop mm-hmm. looking at yourself and just start beholding Christ, he transforms you into more of his image. I mean, we do, there's effort involved, Yes, but there's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, he's working in us to will and work for his good pleasure. Yes. Even as we approach him with fear and trembling, but why do we have fear and why do we tremble? It's because we're beholding Christ and yes. God in his all his glory. So I think there's effort involved, but we, 
we get in trouble. I get in trouble when I'm staring at my own sin and trying to, um, A.W. Tozer has this, uh, passage that I just read it's about the gaze of the soul. I mean, we tinker so much with our soul that we forget to look <laughs> up at God. And yeah. I was like, Oh, I do that. <laughs> so That's I, good. I think a lot of the times the solution to some of the angst or the worry or the sin pattern is there is some effort, but the main is to not to stop staring at our sins to just behold behold god yes. and let him transform us yes mm -hmm. someone said uh i think in a sermon years ago grace is a not not against effort it's against earning mm. yeah which i just found so helpful yep. like that yeah helpful. you're yep. gonna work hard it's just not earning you yep. a position in the kingdom jesus mm -hmm. did that and it's yeah. secured and you can't you can't do something that's going to kind of disqualify you. Not if he came to came for you and redeemed you, and you're going to want that to be in that place of pleasing him. You're going to want you know the people who struggle with I'm not doing enough. Well, the fact that you're aware of that is a good sign mm -hmm. that you want to please him. Just you can't do it in your own strength. And mm -hmm. something else that someone said to me that was so helpful is you never get rid of self-sins by looking more at yourself, <laughs> which is kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Self-exaltation, self-pity, yes. self-groveling, self-promotion. Like you're not going to get rid of any self-effort. None of those are going to leave because you're just looking more. More and more at yourself. So mm, how good. do you think about, this is so encouraging just to hear your testimony of mm -hmm. how God's worked mm -hmm. in your life. As an artist, we'll, we'll swing back around. How do you think about this when you're writing? Because it does come through in your writing. Oh, you, absolutely. You have some very graphic open, transparent descriptions in your songs that you don't find in a lot of songs. Mm -hmm. And it is that, um, yeah, let's be real here. This is who we are, and this is who Jesus mm -hmm. is. So I just, what what goes through your mind when you're, are you aware of that as you're, as you're writing, and how do you process those things? And how do you make sure that the gospel comes out on top, that Jesus mm -hmm. comes out on top? Because you do. You, you, mm -hmm. it's not just about, oh, we're just so terrible, terrible, but we can be here. No, something's really happened. Yeah. I think, um, that's, that, that's a good question. I think it's, it's hard to sort of pin down. I'm going to bring this in now. It's like, oh, this is just how God has most woven into me, uh, his good news. And so I yes. hope when I read scripture, and write a song that that comes out because I think at concerts like that's I, is playing at a church so that there's no I can talk about God as much as I want but it's a church event where they're encouraged to bring non-believers I love uh, doing that because yes. I get to tell God's story in scripture but there's a lot of good news there for people and mm -hmm. I think that that um is so fun to share but um as as I think about it I think there's just sort of this line that we need to walk where God is so glorious, but we get to be in Christ. And so I was thinking about this. Uh, I've been thinking about this song from Hebrews because I sent it to my Bible study women because we're doing Exodus and we're talking about the tabernacle. And so I remembered this song that I wrote called We Draw Near. 
And it says, we draw near, we boldly come, Jesus, our righteousness, or maybe it says Jesus, our confidence uh, bought with his blood. We draw near to his throne of grace, uh, Jesus, our righteousness, we are seeking his face. And so there's sort of a, a paradox happening here is that the throne room of God is, is overwhelming. Like we would be consumed if it weren't for Christ, but yet he's inviting us to walk in boldly because we have Christ. And so as we're walking that, I think there's this line that we get to walk as Christians where, you know, his holiness makes us want to hide in fear, but his gentleness, this is another song I wrote a long time ago, says you can hide right here in the rock (laughs) in Christ. And so I want to have those tensions because I think sometimes songwriting or in ministry, like you can swing to one or the other Mm -hmm. and forget the goodness of Christ. Um, And so we want to say our sin is really bad and he is so holy. And we also want to say he is so loving and you are, if you are in him, you're safe and you're not only safe, you're loved and you're secure. And so there's, we can say both. And because of Christ, like you've said before, Bob, like he is the one that brings all those tensions together. And so that's what I hope the songs have both and the albums have both, because if we just focus on one, we lose the beauty of the gospel that he holds it together. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, they do. No. And that, that's one of the things that's consistent in your writing uh, is that you, you manage to say things about our existence, our lives that, that just seem very, that are very real. Um, what was the song? I'm not going to remember it. Oh, where, where you just talk about uh, who Jesus hung out with, the losers, the... Um, <laughs> only the sick. Only the physician. sick yes. need a physician, yes. 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 Oh, I remember first heard that. I thought... I worship God, yeah. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the lines from that? It's... Um, do you, you know when you try to tell someone the lines of your I usually sing this, so I never say this. Um, <laughs> you've heard it in a different one. Um, Only uh, the sick need a Who is physician. this man? Yes. Yeah. Who is this man who sits with the sinners, who dines with the drunkards and loves the unclean? Who is this man who calls God a father? Uh, this blue collar carpenter. Yes. I don't remember. I can't. I okay. have to sing it. That would be awkward. Well, we're it, googling it, it Caroline. Be, so you're but, good. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, do you do you have have the words here on Bandcamp? I think you were. Who you honors do. the harlot? I use the word harlot. You who did. Who washes his feet? You did. Who, um, yeah. Who is this man who won't cast a stone but honors the harlot who washes his feet? Yes. Wow. Oh, this I love the the uh, chorus. Come, scarlet letters. that's just a brilliant line come scarlet letters you (laughs) scarlet letters you outcasts and debtors i will call you my friends i'll sit at your table you're broken and fatal because only the sick need a physician oh man (laughs) we keep our religion but whitewash our sin saying be born again yeah it it, this this was one of the just mm, you just hit it right on the head um we don't need you jesus we're well and we're good and you're nailed to the wood we never understood there is none who is good so come scarlet letters thank you for writing that song thank you for writing all your songs um (laughs) really you you're you're faithful you're being faithful and you're doing it for the glory of christ and uh we're the beneficiaries and uh just so grateful for 
your willingness to be with us on this podcast three times now. Yeah. And uh, share your thoughts about how the gospels transform your life and is motivating all that you do. You just have a hunger to get that story out in a fresh way. And uh, you are, you're doing just that. Yeah. Thank so, you know, so much. If there are any other thoughts you want to share that we've run out of questions, but <laughs> something you said, oh, I wish I'd said this. No, I mean, I think it's, yeah, we keep growing in yes. the gospel. We don't get to graduate. We, we get to keep going further up and further in. And so I think that's one of the beautiful things about being a Christian and, yes. and this Christian life. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day we'll get to really fully understand it yeah. for all its beauty. And when yeah. we see him face to face, and that'll be a good day. Yes, it will be. And Amen. until then, we, we talked about this and um, when we weren't recording, but you uh, you said, yeah, life's, it's always a struggle. Life's a struggle. And mm-hmm. it is. It's a battle. It will be a battle till we die or when we see Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. We live by faith, not by sight. One day the struggle will be over. No more sin, no oh, yeah. more pain, no more sorrow. Amen. Well, I still struggle with the same sort of root sin sometimes of trying to be enough for everybody and everything, trying to meet all the standards that I have in my head. And we have to keep coming back to the gospel again and again, because we can get really off track and we we have to let God in to those uh, thoughts that are not in line with the good news of Christ and let him change us from the inside out. But I think as long as we're continuing to behold him and get in that path yes. of where we can speak to him then um we're gonna be okay he's amen. holding on to us even a- holding say, feebly onto him yes <laughs> so. it's a psalm 63 where i'm uh you know i hold on to you but you cling to me i cling to you you're yes. holding on to me yes. it's like exactly. oh no we're we think we're uh, i have grandkids now you know they'll hold me and they'll, they'll think oh, I'm, I'm holding on for dear life and yeah they don't know if they let go they're fine i got <laughs> yes. them isn't that good? Yeah. It is a good thing. Well, thank you, Caroline. And uh, it's what a been joy. pure joy. Yep. Look forward to uh, whatever next time we can see you is. Okay. Thank and, you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody else, for listening, for yes. watching. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.